This is Alan Carew, and you're listening to the Likuliku podcast. If you have listened to our previous episode on communication breakdowns, you'll know that if you don't have stable relationships, life can be much harder than it really needs to be. And like our previous episode, Scarred, the dream theater song you just heard, reminds us how much we can suffer from being misunderstood or unheard by the people we love. So if even 30 years of shared life is not an antidote to heart-wrenching miscommunication, what is? To solve this riddle, we need to get to the root cause of why we constantly misunderstand and miscommunicate. This, and finding daily rituals and practices that will turn into solutions, is what we discuss in today's episode. Enjoy! Welcome to the Likuliku podcast, it ain't funny after all. It is the place where we discuss the deeper, less comfortable experience of being human, and we relate with one another to understand how to better live in a world that has stopped making sense. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of... Reality Bites with Amy D in collaboration with the Liku Liku podcast, where I co-host the show. Oh, it's me, Amy D, um, and my co-host, David Kusardi and Alan Kuru. Hello, everybody. Hello, hey, everyone. Hello. Thank you for coming. Um, <laughs> as always, we hope that you'll be able to gain something useful from each episode that we do. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, we did an episode on um, talking about communication breakdown in families. Mm -hmm. And um, what we realize, <laughs> of course, uh, is that communication breakdown is something that can happen in other um, areas in our life, more specifically in all the other relationships that we that we go on to form, that we go on to have in our life, right? Because... Um, it could start from how our what kind of ex, what kind of upbringing that we were uh, that we experience, right? Mm -hmm. And how we experience life in the beginning, right? That's that's where we all started, right? From from families, from from the kind of um, environment or the type of relationships or relating that we have uh, growing up as a child. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, a lot of those things will, whether we may come to realize or not, will uh, transpire into how you relate to the world eventually as an adult. Yeah. Um, um, in, in the romantic relationships that we have. And then or the maybe that... Or so-romantic ones. So-called <laughs> romantic. <laughs> and that will maybe or may not um, transpire into the family that we are going to have, Right. As right. a result of those romantic relationships, but absolutely, but also in in working relationships, right? In in friendships, in mm. friendship relationships, in business, <laughs> and I think that's also um, often the the areas of relationships that we don't really talk about that we need to talk about more often. Friendships, right? Nobody talks about. Um, friendship communication breakdown or friendship breakups. Um, yeah, so so basically that's what we want to um, bring today. That's what we want to bring on the table today. Communication breakdown in the vast areas that we have in our life. Mm. Um, I obviously have um, my own personal experience in regards to this, um, but I think we wanted to talk more on uh, how 
communication breakdowns happen how and why communication breakdowns happen in relationships in pers- interpersonal or romantic relationships right mm. um yeah and how to go about them right because mm. i mean we we can talk all day long about the reason why some things happen right but if we don't get a shot at changing them for a better well-being because you know one thing that trickled uh, out of the last episode also is to say that uh, relationships they really affect our health like there there's mm-hmm. even been studies right that that have measured uh, people's uh, you know relationships the quality of the relationships and and their physical health and they're correlated so if you don't have good kind of connections with people especially close ones, then you, your health outcomes are not going to be so good. And of course, you know, by now you should know that we don't differentiate physical health and mental health that much. Like they're mm-hmm. all kind of two sides Meshed. of the same coin. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but um, I just wanted to check, right, with, with you too, because it, it feels like we're kind of like beating the same <laughs> old dead horse kind of. <laughs> right. Sorry, I don't mean to say nasty things about horses uh, <laughs> but do we do we still need to convince anyone that your upbringing and how you learn this thing called life mm. is going to affect how you do anything in life <laughs> like, unfortunately do, do, do you yes. both to still think that people are like oh, childhood has nothing to do with anything mm. I don't understand why we have to talk about this I think a lot of people I, are yeah like i feel that. like for a lot of people i think i guess it depends on the, the community that you live mm. in right? right right and and for i i find that where i am currently uh, positioned where i'm currently living in positioned uh, like i refuse <laughs> to accept but to rebel <laughs> There's yes. just so much frustration there, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like here where I live, um there's still there there still needs to be a lot of work in that sense mm. to be more aware of how these things connect. Because uh, not not that people do not realize that there's a connection, but there's a lack of understanding how useful it can be to connect to those things. I feel like there's more active effort to not talk about it than mm. to bring it up on the surface and see how things connect for useful purposes. Mm. Get what I'm saying? Like, mm. don't talk about those things. Like, why do you... Yeah, we all know, but are you going to go on blaming your past? Right. And Right? And and not take yeah. accountability for the way you are as an adult? Like, yeah. More in that... Maybe it's a matter of perspective, the angle more of. Mm. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. Uh, you were going to say something, Devi, as well, mm. just to get your insight on that. <laughs> you were basically saying that it's it's lacking a bit, right? There's still plenty of room, room. for more education, I, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, like somatic uh, education. I'm always going back, right, to the body, like body-based healing, body-based yeah, therapy. Yeah, can't go wrong with that. Yeah, mm. I can't help it, right, because it has worked. I mean, it has helped me a lot, a lot, a lot. Like, yeah, without them, without those tools, I'm not sure if I would still be here, right? Mm. Thriving, I mean. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I think there's, uh, definitely that awareness and uh, the the thing is I think we as um, this culture especially in the Nusantara I think we used to have those um, uh, you know tools mm. yeah those those therapeutic tools where you know we still chant we gather around as a community we chant and uh, we share uh, uh, feelings and, you know, try to, uh, highlight like difficult topics, not highlight, but kind of, you know, discuss it or do something about it. Like do a, cer- a ceremony. Yeah. Like I know in Indonesia, part of the tapestry. 
yeah, weave definitely. it into life. Yes, as part of mm. everyday life. I mean, if you go to Bali, definitely they're still doing that. And But my background, you know, my, my parents being like Javanese from the island of Java, they're still in many places there do that. But I also know here, I'm from Borneo, I'm from Sabah, I was born here. I also know that there were rituals like that here, right? Mm. But but yeah, we've we've somehow lost them. Sounds just like that. Cliche, right? But it, that doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah, it's cliche, and but it's uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's uh, lost. It's true, and it's affecting. I feel the community, the society, the way we heal, the way our ability to heal ourselves in each other. Mm. It got lost in civilization and industrialization. Mm. <laughs> Right, yes. like I think we started, um, we started idealizing, glorifying, or prioritizing different things—things things that somehow just disconnect us so far apart from what was natural to us. Right. Yeah. yeah. Western yeah. Western concepts of spirituality, which is religion, you know, or foreign concepts of spirituality—not just mm. Western, but. Also, you know, the Arabic uh, culture, you know, so. There's a lot of things that could be said about that because mm. I, I think it's, there's a lot of such subtlety to be had there because I, I think this idea of East and West is kind of like a bit run down in, in the sense that, you know, like somehow yeah, the West is also helping to revitalize what the ancient idea of what the Most East definitely. was. yeah. You know, like there's a yeah, re- revival of that because there's an interest from the West, whereas the the East is sometimes just like everybody's like gearing to wear suits. You know, if you want to have a good salary and all that, you got to go to town and you got to work with a suit. If you're just sweating under the sun that you're not making progress, mm. you know, so ditching the old values for so-called the new world at the same time, the West is kind of like going, trying to have a like a crisis and going back to the roots. Mm. So it's like mm. a, a, kind of a weird yin-yang thing where the East mm. is trying to become the West and the West is trying to become, trying to the, become East. the East. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow uh, one way or another that has caused a lot of the communication breakdown that we have with each other, right? Mm. Absolutely, yeah. And then this, <laughs> the, the impact of colonialism and, and all this and the ideas that and how we actually perceive ourselves. Because how I'm tying that up with what Devi said is that we're so... We're so enamored and obsessed with the the organ that we have inside our cranium, the the brain, that we forget that it actually connects connects with the the, the rest of our the body. Rest. Mm. And so we don't like when I was asking the question, like we're basically being squeezed into a brain and and ignoring the the lower parts of our body that are giving us the signals of you know are we safe in our communications or not. Mm. So there's communication breakdown even inside of ourselves, even inside of our bodies. There's mm-hmm. communication breakdown between the mind and the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I was to yeah. talk to these, you know, the people that maybe are not completely yet aware of all those those uh, kind of concept and all of these things, right? It's it's just that we can't we can't feel safe if our body doesn't tell us that we are. Like we, mm. we can't really like think our way into feeling safe. Mm. You have to have the right kind of sensations. And, you know, my question was like, do we still have to convince people that how they grew up, where they grew up and with whom they grew up is going to affect every single thing? It's because the body is, is basically storing all those sensations, right? And it mm. makes a map of that. And based on the encyclopedia of all of the good or bad events that it has in store, it's going to it's going to decide how we're going to treat our relationships. Mm. Right? And the everything is mimicry. Like we learn more by observing what people are doing than we learn by by listening to what they're telling us. Just just try if you're a parent, mm. like how often does that work when you're telling your kids what to do mm. and trying to appeal to, to their brain. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. 
but if if we're actually congruent like if we're actually saying and doing what we do like there there's much better chance that they're going to to follow it because that's what they see all the time mimicking right yeah mm. yeah then in that case my answer is yes there's we still need apparently we still need to question because i don't think a lot of people see that mm. the connection between like you were talking about feeling safe right in our body and uh, and when we are like how is it possible I, I, and i don't think people see this especially in this community how 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 we feel mm. about ourselves um about how safe we feel in uh, in our body really affects the way we communicate with other people especially the people that we are closest to and who we assume would know how to communicate with us or would know just how to read between the lines. Like, you should know I'm this way, so this is how you should respond. Yeah. So let's just start with practical things, right? Like, if, if you don't mind, like, for me, I see an epidemic of more and more youngsters and people who, and I was kind of like that, so I'm not saying that this didn't exist back in my days and I was part of those, but just like awkward, like mm. socially not really able to express themselves, mm -hmm. feeling uncomfortable having to talk about anything that's not relating to, you know, like mundane things and just, you know, handling your phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't really know. I, I don't want to you know, sound like a know-it-all and whatever, but I just see the interactions. And that was way before the pandemic. They were becoming yep. poor in terms of the, the shared experiences. Like you, you, you see more and more people sitting at the same table. They still sit at the same table, which is good. You know, I should point that out. <laughs> mm. But not really being together. Like they don't actually, just like the word I used before, they don't weave a mutual experience together. Like they're not mm. trying to create something together like what we discussed in the previous episode where we're having mm. those those magical moments and where we don't know what's going to happen but something's happening and we're all part of it mm. yeah i just saw this today and i was saying exactly that like it's like the moment you sit with your kids uh even if it's outside right yeah kudos for making it an effort to even come out together <laughs> but yeah the, First thing they would ask is for the phone, for a screen. Mm. And I realized, and this happened today, right? I realized I had to actively say no. And it's so, un it's the harder thing to do, I would say. It's easier to just say, okay, here, you can have your phone. But like, look around you. Like, is that a nice sight? For me, that looks sad that people are out together and everyone's just looking at each, at their own phones like you said, not connecting with each other. It's it's a pandemic, mm. definitely. And that yeah. was a pandemic that happened before the actual pandemic that we were <laughs> given, right? Yeah, yeah. And, before COVID-19. And, and I think what was a, a little bit sad as well is just that we've, we've kind of put ourselves in this like either denial or get with the program because it's happening anyway. Like we're, mm. we're either blasé, you know, it's just like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's a tired conversation. Like you're not going to change any of that. So why even bother? Mm. And I'm like, that's, I'm not, you know, me being a, a video game kid and all that, like I, I don't have the right to beat anyone up when it comes to <laughs> like technological devices and whatnot. But the, mm. the good part is I wasn't able to take them anywhere. I still mm. needed to have... Uh, a, a socket somewhere on a TV and like so it <laughs> requires like a little bit yeah. of organization right like right now you can just bake, take your tool of uh, you know your addiction of choice into your pocket and run away with it mm -hmm. right so I think that brings it to a different level I got into so much trouble trying to like circumvent all the things that my parents were <laughs> to try and keep me healthy you know yeah, and that's communication society at a societal level right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, basically, we're not really in the family section anymore in this one. It's just basically that affects how we're going to do everything. Because think about when when these 
when these people, and I kind of was one of them before, right? Mm-hmm. When when they get projected into life, and even if there wasn't that pandemic where isolation just became so quote unquote normal, right? Like if you are actually going to push them into the workforce and to having jobs, having businesses and whatnot, getting into relationship themselves, like how, what's that going to look like if we don't have mm. the, the the tools of what it's like to to be connected in a, in in a healthy way, right? Like if, if somebody hasn't had the chance to have somebody demonstrate in front of them when they were growing up, sometimes it's not the parents. Sometimes you have an uncle that's uh, like, sorry, parents, but a little bit better than the parents themselves. And mm. he's kind of providing an extra support role that you couldn't mm. find in your own parents. And sometimes mm. we have that person that's really very, very important to us, right? But if you if you grow up and you don't have that and emotion is just never showed expressed, mm. tolerated, yeah. Yeah. and all this, and then you're going to go into the workforce, like, it's going to be a mess, right? Mm. Yeah. And we complain about how uh, we have a generation of youngsters who are snowflakes. Like, they, they label, there's a lot of labels out there for the current generation being mm. too weak. Weak, yeah. Mm. They, we use the no word No grit. Weak. Not mm. resilient, which in a way and is true. <laughs> but is. who allowed that? Who enabled that to happen, right? I mean, yeah. what are, have we, when was the last time we actually stopped and look at the ourselves. way we, yeah, yeah, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, this we're is, the, we model that, right? We mm. are the model, role model of our, our kids, our young ones. And that's what we model. That's mm. what we, we are. Yeah. And 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 uh, I don't think that you know, like we're not trying to paint a whole generation saying that they're totally uh, anti-social and and unable of socialization. I think they're they're learning how to do it in a different way. Yeah. Right. Yep. So there there's some 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 of those things actually were the old uh, farts, right? So like they do <laughs> things in ways that we just don't even comprehend, right? But like we still need to be able to in order to help rather than just to patronize or to or to blame you know like how is it that we can actually do something in in a way that's going to help those people to to grow and have healthy kind of relationships in the next uh, mm. generation right mm. and 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 i think uh, what what is missing as always is the emotional regulation piece it's maybe you guys want to talk about this or being disconnected so much uh, that we don't even know ourselves anymore right disembodied yeah. Right? yeah yeah that's causing a lot of that uh, that that uh, breakdown that not knowing how to communicate yeah, and I think that has a lot to do with emotional regulation as well. Not knowing how to express um, how we truly feel, not knowing how is one thing. Not not feeling okay, not feeling safe. Right back to feeling safe, not feeling safe to express how we truly feel. Well, of how, yeah. The thing is, I think even our range of um, movement, our range of motion as humans, you know, have been. They're becoming more and more and more and more uh, limited, right? Mm. So instead of having a, a bigger range of motions, yeah. yeah, as you know, we become more civilized. We we've been actually doing the opposite, and so I feel like when that happens, uh, basically we we're losing space. We're losing space around us. I mean, look at all the parks that's been. Uh, kind of turned into something that is, you know, privatized and we have no access mm. to it. Mm. But also it's, it's, it's what's going on inside of us, all of us, because we don't have that range of motions. We don't move the way, you know, our ancestors or human species used to move that we actually forgotten a lot of our uh, muscle functions, you know, like, so I think we are, um, I think there's definitely connection there. 
-hmm. of why there is a breakdown. It's just like whatever is in here is out there. Whatever is out there is in here. It's we're 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 they reflecting. Reflect yeah. 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 So what's happening in nature is also being reflected in what is going on with ourselves, our bodies, our the way we experience the environment, our mm. environment, and the way we and the environment has people in it as well, right? I'm not just talking about environment uh, as in, as in nature. Yeah. Yeah. So how we react to that in our relationships, the people around us, um, yeah, it has taken a toll on, on that as well. That lack of yeah. range of motion, which is causing the lack of space. Mm. Mm. Definitely there's connection. I mean, yeah. I don't want to overly just blame those uh, technological tools that we now have in our pockets, but... They're pretty much, if if something can actually completely swallow your attention for three hours before you even noticing it, then you 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 pretty much have a tool of disembodiment mm. and you, you basically completely lose uh, awareness of yourself, mm. right? And then so you, you, you actually lose the ability to, to have the integration, basically going back and forth, like let's try, try and talk mm. it down into more simple words, right? Like mm. to 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 actually be actualized and to uh, to understand what's going on about ourselves and to have that understanding of who we are, we need to have uh, the ability to connect what's inside and what's outside. And when you're basically on your phone all all, all the time doing the doom scroll, mm. right? In, With your in, fingers and neck and shoulders bent forward all the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, like mm. you're completely disembodied and you have no awareness of what it's like to be you and then if you can constantly also connect to to content in terms of consumption then you're not a creator anymore which means that you have no expressivity mm. Uh, mm. and what that means is that you bring no uniqueness mm. right and I, and I think one thing that we keep repeating here is that you, we, we have to know ourselves because we all have something unique to bring to the table and if we don't know that then it's very very easy for other people to put us down because mm -hmm. we don't have no sense of, of self-worth. Like we don't we'll have any us. idea yeah. that we, there's, there's any reason for us to actually exist in, in this world. And when you're like this, if something happens, right. And I, mm -hmm. I don't want to get into the debate of snowflakes and weakness and, and things like that. But if you don't have a sense of self-worth, then it's going to be very easy to topple you down. And where does that come from? It's because we didn't actually nurture and culture that that ability to figure out what it's like to engage with the world and to have positive responses because everything is internal or external but not to the world just some alternate world because mm. you know i have used and abused mm -hmm. all of these technical technological things and often it's an escapism mm. and i yeah, i can yeah. rationalize it saying that yeah but you don't understand i'm trying i'm i'm learning so many things and like that's true but that doesn't mean mm. that we can ever go and live in another world because that body is still going to be here. And, and that's mm. where the true connections are going to be made. Mm. <clears throat> and so, right. yeah, I think, I think going forward, right, like we, we were talking about the body and it just occurred to me, uh, David, that, you know, when, how do you know that somebody's awkward? How um, do I know that somebody's awkward? Mm. Energy. <laughs> well, you know, you can see them in their body. Exactly. There's a, there's, a, there's a disharmony. Even in the way they move, there's pain. In the way they, so many people the are in pain right now. Eye contact. Yeah. Mm. Eye contact. Right? Like, yeah. how, how many people are comfortable nowadays having eye contact with people? Right? And that's, that's a very basic skill. And to, mm. today we're talking about communication breakdown. Can you have a heart to heart conversation with somebody who can't look you in the eye? Mm. Oh, God, no. Yeah. But mm. I don't know. I mean, well, maybe that's possible, but it, it would be uncomfortable because we're looking for cues all the time of how the person is responding to what we're doing. But if you're if you're faced with somebody, and that's not necessarily their fault, right? But if you're faced with somebody who doesn't show any cues, then you're mm. you're left inside of yourself trying to figure out what's not showing. I feel also the type of the type of eye contact you make. 
can tell, right? Sometimes it's a nervous eye contact. <laughs> Like yeah, mm. it it I mean basically what we're trying to say is it shows in the body in the way we carry ourselves. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. that 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 non-verbal communication cues. is going to mm. show in the verbal communication as well. Mm. And and because we feel if we feel uncomfortable in our body in the presence of another person, there's no way the communication can actually go smooth sailing. Mm. It won't get across because we'll be so discomfortable. In, in ourselves that we can't we can't get anything positive across to the other side and mm. then the, the, the other side is probably going to have trouble understanding us and what happens when we don't understand each other mm. and especially yeah. when we're not given that number one that space that we've lost right within mm. ourselves and as well as mm. our our uh, nature space right our living space is becoming mm. smaller and smaller but also we're losing time I feel like time um, has been rushed throughout. I know, I, I know, I know, I know. I talk about this before, also in the other episodes. Mm. But one of the things that you can actually correct or overcome communication breakdown is really, really to slow down. And mm. I think in last episode we talk about. Um, I mentioned like how important that. A unit, every unit of breath, you know, every breath that we take. And that relates um, directly, relates to, you know, how much um, of our time has been robbed. Like we cannot slow down. We need to rush. Feel rushed, yeah. Because things are going on so fast, right? The world's spinning so fast. And it, it, especially during the pandemic as well, how... Uh, laws and rules are changing so fast. Like we we actually have to keep keep up. We've been keeping up with a lot of changes, very very quickly. And so mm. yeah, and so we're not we're not meant to be that way, to live our lives that way. Mm. Yeah, it's it's unnatural. I feel kan. Yeah. Like what's yeah, it's more natural for us to actually take our time. Yeah. To arrange, yeah, arrange, to, to take breaths, to take longer breaths. But yes. no, we feel rushed. Yeah. We feel rushed, and because of that, we stop. Um, how do you say? Because of that, we stop uh, honoring each other. We stop giving mm. space. So basically, overcoming communication breakdown with another person is not important. Because it takes time. Because it takes because we don't want down. to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the message is, yep, it's this is not important. Overcoming this communication breakdown is not important. Okay, let's get to the chase. What do you want? So that's how it is. Oof, like yeah. how business work as well. Like what do you need? You know, do you have do you have what I need? You know, yeah, that I kind think of people thing. use transactional these mm. days. Like communication is about exchanging very, a thing. You have the very. goods, you have the the stuff. Yeah, okay, let's exchange and then part ways. Like mm. it's only based on needs, right? Communication is based on needs, but they're not they're not real needs, right? Mm. Is is mm. just. It's just a way to, you know, communication is uncomfortable. So let's just do it as quick as possible. Yeah. So we don't mm. have to like, yeah, I don't need to suffer your discomfort and we don't need to exchange any of that, you know. To, so yeah. all of the deeper qualities are just being missed. Like, is there any such thing? Somebody say, yes, let's do it quick and deep. <laughs> you know, <Ghana? laughs> it's like slow and yeah. deep or quick and shallow. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, every time things get dis. It's uh, uncomfortable every time there's a discomfort, you know, let's just get to the bottom of it. Let's make a decision now, now, now. And, you know, I, I, I sometimes do that as well, right? I don't know. Do you I mean, guys yeah. do that? Like I, I, sometimes I, I catch, I catch yeah. myself doing that, like especially over the, the past two and a half years where I had to make like quick decisions, you know? It's the hustle mm. culture. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Quick we choices in my life. Yeah. Yeah. We need to hustle from one thing to another so that because because um, 
the value of who we are lies so much on how productive we are. Mm-hmm. And how productive you are relies so much on how fast you do things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is an illusion, right? Because mm. like Alan said, a lot of, when, when we come together, it's because we have needs, right? And be, or, or it's because we have our needs that are unmet. But mm. the thing is, because we never have the chance, we never give ourselves that space to, 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 to slow down. We never give the time and space to ourselves to kind of digest all these things, right? Mm. We don't even know what our actual needs are. So then again, full circle, we're going back to our mother wounds. We're going back to whatever trauma we had from childhood, right? Whatever things that have uh, healing that, you know, that needed to be done that we haven't dealt with or, you know, so uh, things that have not been resolved. So we're mm. carrying that. And when we're meeting people, we're actually meeting people to meet our needs when we ourselves don't really know what they are. Yeah, and then we expect people so, like, I'm yeah. not going to do the work to actually know what I need. Yes. I don't really don't want to do my inventory. I don't want to know what is my attachment pattern. I don't want to know <clears throat> how yeah. my upbringing actually tells me things about how I do anything. Like how, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. Right? Some, some people say. And then right. there are many more patterns than we're willing to admit. It's just a you know, looking at it is not glamorous, it's not pretty, mm. and it's not Instagrammable. Yeah. Like those are painful Definitely, moments yeah. that you're not going to want to share. Right. So if it's not shareable, sometimes, you know, we tend to want to dismiss it and not want to um, do, do the work. But also, you know, roundabout kind of uh, funny way, I think we're going to a, a, a place to where I felt I wanted to go. Also, yeah, yeah. talking about this emotional regulation thing and communication mm-hmm. breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Like from time to time, somebody tends to ask me uh, similar questions. Mm. And one question that comes back, right, is like, does everybody need to go for therapy? Mm. You know, so it's like, oh, well, I mean, if we have upbringing issues and there's childhood stuff and all this, like, does that mean that everybody's concerned and we all need, like, we should make it uh, the law that by a certain <laughs> age you need to go for. I wouldn't go as far as that, but I would but go as far to, to say that it's actually, <laughs> no, no, not even that. Hmm. Um, because for me, those things actually only work if you have the free will to want to do it yourself. Mm, like when it's imposed yeah. onto you. I don't. Mm. I don't believe that there would be any kind of value because the the there would be. Okay, let's not go there. It's too complicated. Right? Yeah. It's, basically, it wouldn't work. So basically, I would say, does everybody need to go for therapy? No, it's a personal choice. But can everybody benefit from it? Uh, then I would say yes. Yes. Because yeah, I would say the yes. truth is yeah. right. Mm. Uh, think about it. Like I, I have this experience in which I was going on a trip and. Um, somebody connected me with uh, two other travelers and I wanted to go and, and, you know, blow off some steam somewhere and I wanted to go canyoning, you know, that thing where you actually jump from waterfalls mm. into beautiful crystal clear uh, waters. It's a lot of fun. It's pretty scary, but, you know, so might as well just do that with uh, other people. And what turned out is that those people had not met for a long time and they actually met there and then. And right in front of my eyes, I was within a few hours going through a lifetime breakthrough, a, a breakup. They just broke up in front of me and I saw the thing kind of in a slow and fast motion at the same time. And what you see is two people that are both drowning and both expecting the other person to be there for them. Mm. Mm. And sometimes that, that's what our communication breakdowns are. Two people who want to be helped but can't do the other part of helping mm. because they're themselves right. drowning. Mm. And if I connect that to the, 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 the therapy thing, right? Like nowadays, because of the isolation that we're going through with so many people I already mentioned, right? Like the loneliness levels that we have is unprecedented because our mm. communities are so broken. And polarize, and we have cancel culture on top of that, right? Like, yeah. better be alone, you know, like all of these other suckers, you know, they're just not any good for you. So I might as well just do it on my own. Right. Mm. right. 
And the, the, the downside of that, right, is that if you're lonely, you basically the equivalent of smoking uh, 15 cigarettes a day. That's mm-hmm. not nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in terms of emotional regulation, if neither of the two people who are inside the communication are able to do it for themselves and facilitate it for the other person, mm-hmm. who's going to do it? Right. And who? how is this going to ever get any better unless someone really gets the attention that they need to get better themselves so that they may end up facilitating the other person. So, you know, I'm I'm not trying to get people to walk through our door and get therapy with us or whatever. There are many, many different ways of healing and whatever, but I really want to get this idea to people that sometimes you can't do it on your own Mm. and that's okay. Yeah, that's the message. Reach out, right? And it's not necessarily... For me, it wouldn't be necessarily like talk therapy, you know, CBT or, you know, uh, it, it, it could be, it could be a, a, a real safe space, you know, where the intention, it's very intentional. The people are gathering there to heal because people know each that they have their own mm. pain. They've realized that they have carrying these pains and they want to, you know, improve themselves you know and slowly slowly heal their pains and they want support and they also want to learn how to support another person so i think like being in that uh uh, kind of space is also important so basically reach out right alan that's what you reach out to the right uh how do you say that the right source that can help you Mm. and i think that's the biggest uh most important key realizing the need to heal, Mm. which I feel like a lot of people, again, where I live, do not realize. And that's why there's a lot of uh, Mm. misunderstanding, Mm. right? Or not Mm. understanding at all about how therapy works. And because I think a lot of people are so um, convinced that they don't need healing. I mean, okay, obviously I'm talking about my own relationships, right? Which I'm still um, admittedly um, mm. struggling with. Yeah, right. And because this is what I've been trying to tell you. Mm. <laughs> like, how, how do I make it um, clear to you that this is what I've been trying to say? It's not like I'm imposing, but I'm always, I feel like I'm always misunderstood when I bring it up. Mm. Yeah. Misunderstood in a way that, yeah, you're, you're all you're too rigid with what you think you know like what you you think works for you works for everyone else mm. well okay if therapy therapy doesn't work then like what Dave is saying and Alan's saying there are other ways right mm. On, but that's the key thing that's missing the the realization that we are broken and we need healing mm. like it's so hard for people to even get there, get to that point of awareness. Or, or perhaps, they need to heal. perhaps, yeah. perhaps, Amy, they do realize that they need to heal, right? Because they're like, yeah, mm. lah, saya pun tahu lah, right? I know, I know, mm. I know, I know, I need to heal, okay? Mm. But what they don't realize is the next step, which is you want to heal, you got to put the work. Doing the work. <laughs> they think they're like, Okay, yeah, I want to heal, ba. I know, ba. Okay, fine, fine. Sure, I have trauma. Okay, sure. Yes, I do want to heal, but I also want it to be easy. Mm, or fast. Okay. Ah. Yeah, Again, or back fast. To the, yeah. So yeah, not six realizing. Yeah, six days, right? Yeah. Not realizing that, yeah. you know, there, there's. We're doing there's... the headstand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do a headstand and yay, I'm empowered. I don't need any more healing, you know, you know, so, yeah. So going through the discomfort, right? I think this is what we've been trying to, you know, bring across out there, this point, right? Like, Mm. don't be afraid to go through the discomfort. Sit with it for a while. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and and I think in some ways it's I, I echo some of the things that I've been hearing from people in the space of, of therapy, of healing and, and things like that, you know, which comes in different forms, right? It's it's not one size fits all. 
but one of the biggest gifts that we can give to the next generation, whether they're actually our children, somebody else's children, doesn't really matter, right? Is the it's the gift of demonstrating what it's like to go for your stuff. Yeah. And to say that it hurts and to say that it's okay and just to keep doing it and, and to do it not because we want to win a battle of who's the most, authentic. you know, the, the most authentic, <laughs> the most you know, the healed, most modest, the most, the most healed, yeah. the most woke. Like no. none of this, right? It, it's just mm. about like you do your own work and that's it. Like not pushing it on other people mm. and in our relationships, right? Yes, yes. Often we we have that pathological way of doing things because it's going to give us an edge on another person. Mm. And we really have to 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 do the work in a way that we can start doing things for no other reason than because but us. That's how it's gotta be. Just because. Yeah, I really need to check myself on that as well. Mm -hmm. Often. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was not a lot of uh, eliciting any. Uh, <laughs> uh, you just say no, confessions, no. but <laughs> I put myself in there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anyone's got it figured out, and I don't think we're gonna end, leave this space ever having it figured out. But you know, like maybe just 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 give yourself a maybe mm. that you'd like to give it a shot. That there there will be a few setbacks. Like when you when you're starting the journey, you might not necessarily end up with the person that's going to be right for you. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, maybe you need to try a few, a few things before you find what is the thing that's going to do it for you. But just don't stop trying, and 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 reveal the experience as well, so that people start to realize that we don't have to do this in the shadows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't have to do this alone. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Communication breakdown, and I think by now we've made a point to to point out that it it starts with how well we know ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. How well we know ourselves, what we need, and to know um, ourselves enough to know what triggers us, mm. to know ourselves enough to know um, what way of communicating, right? Do do works for us better, or doesn't work for us? And yeah, and yeah I think Alan said something um, very uh, some said something very useful of the record about how we're always expecting other people to to meet our needs, mm. right? Without us having the accountability to do the work of finding out what that is. Yeah, what they are. Even, yeah, right. Yeah, what yeah. they are. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So, um, we ready to bring this home, <laughs> comrades? Yeah, yeah. I see the landing strip already. <laughs> just take <laughs> oh, us home, slow Captain. Slow down. I think that's important, right? Slow yeah. down. Before you land, give yourself yeah. time. Down, sure. <laughs> Definitely. Give yourself time and space. And oh man, we're in the second thing. Second, uh, what is this? Second part, and we forgot to. Be playful and silly. So when you slow down and you create that space for yourself and time, be also playful and silly. I know it's mm. uncomfortable, but do it. We forget that, yeah. We forget that, that often. That's how animals learn everything. Yeah. Everything that animals learn from their mom and, and their guardian, mm. right? It's just through play. play. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have less yeah. communication breakdown. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, when do we stop being playful with each other? Like, I mean, I'm thinking about my kids. Like, why is it that when they're babies, it's so easy for us to like, mm, they peekaboo with them, you know, do a lot of facial expressions. And then suddenly they're a teenager and you're like, always so strict with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they tighten up as well because of the hormones and there's an awkwardness that is, I think, coming from the hormones themselves. And I think we've seen that in many, many teenagers around like 12 to 14. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
they become more aware of how they look from the outside to other people, right? Yeah, maybe we need to do another episode <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> We're not running We're out of stuff thinking. yet. <laughs> We're not running out of stuff to learn yet, right? Communication break breakdown. Uh, focusing more on attunement mm -hmm. <laughs> and playfulness, right? So. Yeah, as always, um, thank you, Alan. Thank you, Devi, for sharing your insights you. um, and experience. We hope that uh, you listeners out there who are tuning in and or have been tuning into our stuff here on the Liko Liko episode mm. have found something useful. Communication breakdown, very important, a very important topic mm. to bring up, mm -hmm. right? Mm. In, in our communication sessions, be it in this space, mm. be it in the space of family, in the space of relationships. Yeah, let's normalize having these kind of um, uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the nonverbal ones. And the nonverbal <laughs> ones, yes. yep. Definitely. Coming from the <laughs> somatic uh, advocate. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so until the next episode, this is Liku Liku out. out.